You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. I am so grateful you're here. This month in the app, we are going to be diving in all things connection and relationships. I just felt like October was the perfect time to talk about it because we're coming into the holiday season where we're going to have lots of opportunities to be around people and honestly to create deeper connections. And this time of year is like supposed to be a time of like jolly and fun, but so many of us struggle with social anxiety and with not wanting to be around people because they're negative or whatever. And I want to equip you with the tools that you can go into this season and feel confident and feel authentic and feel like you have good relationships and you know how to connect with human beings. And so we're going to go into the skills. We're going to go into what's keeping us held up. And we are going to just like dive into true connection. And I'm so excited for it. So if you're not in the app, come hang out with us. We have an amazing community, like literally right now, they're like blowing up my phone right now with recipes and with thoughts about their challenge that they're in and everyone's posting pictures. And it's just so fun to be a part of this group of amazing human beings. So come do it. We got mindset classes, meditations, coaching, community, honestly, challenge. It's just amazing. Come hang out. All right, we're going to dive into today's podcast episode. This podcast episode is all about the fear of rejection. The fear of rejection is a big topic and I could go on for probably 10 podcasts on this. So this one's going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit sweeter, but I think it's going to offer you some ideas on how you can start to overcome this fear of rejection. The fear of rejection keeps us from being connected to those around us. It keeps us from showing up in true authenticity and our authentic self is how we actually create connection. The fear of rejection keeps us from doing things that we want to do and being people that we want to be. In order to reach our goals, in order to become and hit those milestones of our lives that are important to us, we're probably going to have to learn how to risk rejection. We're going to have to learn how to overcome this fear and learn how to use some tools and some skills when that fear does show up. Because as a human, you will find that it will show up. So let's dive in. What even is the fear of rejection? To me, this is an ancient and primal fear that is deeply ingrained into our being, into our DNA. This is the fear of being pushed out, rejected, and unwanted by the tribe. Think of like back in the day, the old ancient times. If you didn't have a tribe, if you were kicked out, you were dead. If you had no one to run with, you lost your protection. And so literally like being rejected equaled death. And we have evolved from that now, right? Like we don't have to fear rejection the way that they had to back then, but it's still an instinct that is part of us. And so it has a lot of weight and it carries a lot of power in so many of us. I want it to be really clear that nothing is wrong with you when this primal fear is triggered. I've coached many, many women, many people who judge themselves so harshly because they're like, why do I care what people think? Why is this so hard? Why am I so worried about what's going to happen if so-and-so doesn't like me? Why is this even a struggle for me? And I want to tell you, it's a struggle because you are a human. If it wasn't a struggle, I would worry about you a little bit even more. If you didn't care what people thought, you probably are a sociopath. When this 
primal fear is triggered in you and you act on it, you are just acting on your ancient and natural human instincts. These instincts are strong and they are powerful. And so nothing is wrong with you when this is triggered. It is natural. Don't judge yourself for that. But what is amazing about human beings is we have the power to overcome instinct. We have the power to overcome the lower brain. We have the power to overcome the carnal self, right? We have these spirits that are so powerful and that are access to wisdom and knowledge and truth. And when we tap into that and we learn to train the animal within, when we learn to overcome these instincts, that is when we gain our power and our authenticity and when we are able to reach those goals and meet those accomplishments that we desire so much and that progression we desire to get to so much, that is how we will do it. So the first thing I want you to know is that when you feel the fear of rejection, it's going to require that you tap into your higher brain. This is difficult because when you are in fear, we often go into survival mode, right? I've got to survive. I can't die. We go into survival mode and our chest tightens up. And even though there's no actual risk of death, we start to mimic death in our bodies. We are tightened chest, our shallow breath, and we go into survival mode and our emotions get really heightened in survival mode. And so it's really, really difficult to think with your higher brain. We can't think higher than our emotional state. So when you're in survival mode, we need some tools to help us get back into just thriving mode, and then we can do the work on the rejection. So what are some tools we have that we can use to help us come back into a more clear and calm-headed place? Where can we get back to presence? Where can we get out of that survival mode? That's going to look like getting out of your brain and into your body. I've talked about this many times on the podcast, but it's really important and I want you to hear it and feel it and know it, okay? You have to get out of your thinking brain and into your body when you are in survival mode. That looks like, there's many different ways you can do this. This looks like shocking your system. What do I mean by shocking your system? I mean taking an ice shower. I mean going for a run, distracting yourself. It looks like, um, I love this one, especially for anxiety, especially for fear of rejection, naming it in your body, telling yourself what it feels like. Oh, I'm feeling rejection in my chest. It feels tight. It's heavy. You know, explaining that because when you are in that survival mode, it's going to be really difficult to actually shift your mindset and change your brain and get into that higher brain. Journaling is a great way to get into your higher brain. Deep breathing, meditation, prayer. All of these things can help shift you into a more level emotional state. I like to think of like survival brain almost as like a toddler. You know, when your toddler's like throwing a massive fit and they're out of control and like trying to reason with them, it doesn't work. <laughs> like reasoning with them in that moment doesn't work. We have to get them calmed down distracted onto something else into a calmer state and then we can reason with them and that's the same idea here so if you're feeling fear of rejection just know first lower that emotional state and then we can go into reasoning all right let's jump into reasoning (laughs) once you're able to tap into your higher brain you're going to become aware of a couple things 
the first thing is that rejection really is an illusion, you guys. The only time that we can really be rejected is when we reject ourselves. Other people, just like peace and happiness comes from within, other people's rejection is about them. Rejecting you is about them. When you feel rejected, it's because in a way you have rejected yourself. Your peace and happiness comes from within and your rejection comes from within as well. This is good news though because you have the power to transcend the illusion of rejection. It gives you all the control. You have the agency here. You have the power. Now I want to tell you guys a little story. So this has definitely been my greatest struggle of my life is this right here, the fear of rejection. It is a strong instinct in me. And I used to judge myself for that, but now I think of me as being like, oh my gosh, like you know how to protect yourself. Well, you think you do, like your body like does everything it can to protect itself. And that's actually your body and your brain working actually really well. So nothing's wrong with you. But I used to deal with this really bad. I would get total anxiety, like crazy anxiety, social anxiety. I got so stressed. If any threat that I could be rejected, I was in full panic mode ahead of time. And it was a really hard thing for me. I gained a lot of weight. I developed PCOS because of it. My body responded in really, I mean, I was in stress mode a lot. I was in that survival mode and your body, that's exhausting on your body and it is not good for you. And it causes a lot of um, suffering and disease within the body. And so I, I struggled with this pretty hard. But over the last five years, I told myself like, I'm going to find a holistic approach to healing this ailment in my body, this anxiety, this struggle that I've had. And through honestly, like God and like through all this work that I've done on myself and everything, I've been able to learn how to overcome this fear of rejection. I still feel it. It still shows up. I still see it. That instinct is still strong. But now I know how to manage it. I know how to overcome it. I know how to tap into my higher brain, tap into my spirit, and connect to truth. So here's the thing, you guys. The way that you will transcend the illusion of rejection is through truth, through connecting and interweaving and believing in truth. The truth will set you free. You've heard that before. The truth is what will liberate you from the bondage of the fear that you are feeling. The only real rejection is the rejection you deploy onto yourself. Remember that. That gives you a lot of power and you need to keep that in your mind. So a lot of us have thoughts. Maybe you weren't invited and you have the thought like, something's wrong with me. Like, why don't these people like me? Like, I must not be good enough. Or you have thoughts like, if they don't like me, something must be wrong with me. I must be bad. I must be not enough. These thoughts all are rooted in lack and scarcity, and they're in direct opposition to the truth of you. They're in direct opposition to the truth that God laid out about you, and that is that you are pure abundance. And anything that you believe that is in direct opposition with that is enmity with God and it will feel terrible in your body, and it will cause suffering. So you need to understand that when you think you are below others 
or when you think you are above others, you will always feel terrible. It is the truth. (laughs) It is sometimes a hard pill to swallow because it is a form of pride. Anytime we put ourselves below others, they're better than me, I'm the worst, they rejected me, I must be terrible, or we reject others and we say, you're an idiot, you're a loser, something's wrong with you. Anytime we do either of those, we are going to see the fruit of that seed of judgment, that seed of pride, that seed of opposition with truth. We will see the fruit of that and it's going to show up a lot of times as anxiety and fear in your body. So I want you to remember, it's really important to remember this. You are pure abundance. <laughs> that is who you are. You are the, the light of this earth. Like You are created by an almighty creator and you have infinite worth. You have inherent wholeness. Like You are freaking abundant. And if that is true, if you believe that, then this is going to be important. You have to remember that the master teacher and the ultimate example, Jesus Christ, he was absolutely perfect and men still rejected him. Hear that again. He was absolutely perfect and he was still rejected by men. So if we let rejection from other people mean something about our wholeness or our fullness or our enoughness, that has to be off. Was Jesus not enough? And is that why they rejected him? Was he not good enough? Was he bad? Was he wrong? Is that why they rejected him? Or was he Jesus and he was perfect and he was still rejected? The rejection from men is not something that we need to be basing our worth off of. Rejection from your peers, from your family, like that is not how we need to be measuring our worth. Our worth is concrete. You are whole. So listen, my dear friend, (laughs) you have one job. And literally, this is your only job. And it is taught in every scriptural, spiritual text, every philosophy pretty much that I have read and that I have attuned myself with. And that is that you are to never reject yourself. You are to never separate from the true and unconditional love that is your birthright. Perfect love casteth out fear. I'm not just spewing this flowery stuff. Like this is what actually worked for me. (laughs) I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I need to be like super honest with the people that I love. And you guys are on this, listen to this podcast. I love you. And I want to be really honest with you. Lots of things were temporary ailments for my anxiety, but the thing that actually has healed me and has healed this fear that was just driving my life was learning how to not separate from love, was learning how to bask in the presence of this love that is my birthright, that there is an abundance of love on this earth for me, for you, for everyone around me, and that I do not ever have to be in scarcity of it, that there is always enough. So this love is present 
and it is never harsh and it is never judgmental. It is a love that will push you to improve, that will invite you to change, that will show you your weaknesses and help you make them strong. This love is allowing. This love never ends. It always keeps flowing. And it is our job to stay intertwined in this love and to let it weave and move through every crack and corridor of our body. So we have to remember that this perfect love is what will cast out the fear. So what does this look like in real life? (laughs) Because that was always my problem with this scripture is I would read it and I didn't get it. Like I'm like, okay, but like tangible, like applicable, like what does this actually look like? And I'm going to be really blunt with you guys. This looks like stopping judgment of others. I have talked about this so much. I know, I know, I know, I know, but it's because it really is so important. The first great commandment to love others as you love yourself. That is what we're talking about right now. Can you love yourself so much that you never reject anyone else or yourself? Can you love others so much that you never feel the need to reject yourself or them? That is the work. We have to be so cautious of judgment. Every thought you choose that is not enveloped in the energy of love will do you harm. It is like a seed you are planting and the fruit that it will bear will be suffering every time. If you're sick of feeling anxiety, you have to ditch judgment. Now, here's the problem with our society. I actually am realizing I didn't have much judgment or anxiety until I got social media. I think that social media has gotten, I'm not, I don't think social media is the devil PS, you guys. But I think it's something to be cautious of because I think on social media, we get in a habit and we build software in our brain and our neurotransmitters of our brain. We build software to judge quickly and habitually. And so even when you're not trying to be gossipy or trying to be judgmental or trying to be critical or harsh, we are a society that are walking around making very quick judgments, not thinking, not really looking into things. We are just judging here and there. Somebody walks by, we think a judgmental thought. We don't even notice it because we're moving so quickly and we're always just looking for the next hit of pleasure. Social media is a place where I see that huge because you are scrolling quickly. You're in a place where you're developing software because you're zoned out. Your brain wavelengths are in theta, which means that you're very susceptible to whatever thoughts are coming into your mind at that time. So you get into this brain link wavelength where you're kind of zoned out. You're kind of numbed up, right? You've experienced it. I call it like the scroll. It's like when you're just scrolling and you're like not even there. So that's theta. You're very susceptible to thoughts during theta. You start scrolling and you see something you're like pretty, ugly, hate that, stupid. And you're just making these quick, quick judgments. And you're creating neurocircuitry in your brain that is software to judge others. And so then you're at the store and you just see somebody with that hair that you thought was ugly when you were on social media and you're like, ugly hair. And it just becomes part of who you are. And it is so freaking tricky. It's so freaking tricky. And so then you also look in the mirror and you see something in yourself and you're like, ugly, stupid. And you judge yourself. And these tiny little things, you're rejecting others and you're rejecting yourself. And so then you've been rejecting others through 
these quick judgments, and then you go to go to a gathering. And before you go, you start to panic. Why? Because perception is everything, you guys. So you perceive that other people are doing the same thing that you are, that you're judging others super harshly, they're probably judging you harshly. And so then you get this weird fear of perfection. I gotta be perfect. I gotta show up perfectly. What is this gonna be like? What if people don't like me? People might not like me. And we make people not liking you mean something big because we make our opinions mean something big about others. The work is to be compassionate. The work is to be kind. The work is to stop judging people and to let go of this culture and this way of being that is so quick to judge. To slow the freak down. That's why I'm into mindfulness, you guys, is because honestly, my anxiety forced me to be because I had to do anything I could to get rid of it. And part of that looked like slowing the freak down so I could stop judging everyone and myself so much. Slow down. Stop making these quick judgments. You have to slow down. When your brain makes a judgment, you have to remind it what's true. And that's a hard work to do. It requires a lot of humility, especially because your ego doesn't like to be wrong. So it's going to require you to humble yourself and to be like, hmm, how is this actually not true? Let me give you an example. So the other day I had a thought that (laughs) I needed to change. I had the thought like, oh, like my life is so hard. I can't remember. Like my life is so busy or something like that. And I needed to change it. And I didn't want to, even though that thought was causing me suffering, I didn't want to stop doing it because it's what's comfortable for me. And so I had to stop, be willing to be uncomfortable and feel a little bit of negative emotion. I had to humble myself and say, you know what? There's two ways of seeing this. I'm missing the mark because this one feels terrible. And truth and light feel good. And this one feels terrible. And I had to be willing to see the story different. My life can be simple. I don't have to feel like this, you know? And changing my thoughts. That is, a lot of religions call that repentance. That's shifting, that's changing, and that's everything. And so, ditching judgment will require you to do that. It's hard, but you can do it. It's going to require you to look at every thought that goes through your brain, which is going to require you to slow freaking down. It's going to require you to put probably less on your schedule, to spend less time on social media, to put yourself around more people who are positive and who are speaking about what is good and what is working. If you are somebody who often feels insecure around others, you have a habit of rejecting yourself and it probably comes from a habit of rejecting others. And maybe in your brain right now, you're like, no, I love others. I don't reject people. I just reject myself. I want you to to just question it a little harder. In what ways is that not true? So here's the thing, y'all. This is getting long. I said it was gonna be short and sweet. It's not, it's okay. But your job is to love unconditionally. It is to tap back into the energy of love often. I wanna tell you guys a story quickly. A couple of days ago, I was coaching somebody, a friend, and I could tell I was coaching her hard. I was challenging a lot of thoughts that were hard for her. And I felt super empathetic because I know what it feels like to be on the other side of that call and have somebody tell you like, you're wrong and you need to look at this different. And my ego being like, oh, and I was really feeling for her. And I could, I could sense her negative emotion even towards what I was saying and 
rising up in her. And I got off that phone call with her and I was feeling pretty freaking anxious. Like I was feeling that fear of rejection. Like she's going to not like what I said. She's not going to like me anymore. She's going to think I was judging her even though I wasn't. Like all of these things started to come up and I recognized that I was disconnected from love. I have to be because I'm in fear. And so I took a deep breath and I'm like, you know what? I will never reject myself. Like even if even if she didn't like what I said, like I don't have to make that mean something's wrong with me. I don't have to make that mean that that I'm not enough or that I'm not good enough at helping people or that I don't have the skills that I need to be doing what I'm doing. I don't need to do any of that. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to always be refining my skills and I'm going to love me no matter what. And I told myself that as cheesy as it freaking sounds, I told myself that. And in an instant, because I believed it, and that's the kicker, I really believe in God's unconditional love. And I really believe that I can tap into it whenever I need to. Because I believed it, the fear dissipated immediately. And I was able to go on without anxiety. But here's the problem with so many of you guys do, including me, is that I feel that negative emotion. And instead of doing what I need to and going and tapping in and seeing how am I wrong here, instead I go to my phone and I scroll. And I start making more judgments because it feels better than looking and dealing with my own fears and my own insecurities. Your work is going to be to be vulnerable. It is going to be to love yourself unconditionally and choose to love others unconditionally, which is freaking vulnerable. It is. Loving is vulnerable. Could people hurt you if you love them? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. They totally can. That means that you are going to have to risk rejection. To love people is going to require that. But don't play small. You need to show up in the truth of you. Like you've got to show up. If you are playing small, if you're not doing things because you're scared of what people might think of you, you've got to stop. (laughs) For your own sake, for no one else's. You're never meant to hide your light. You were never meant to sit there in the background and quiet and be small like that is not who you are like you are this great and grand human being you need to get that light and put it on the hill you've got to share your goodness and when you judge people it dims your light when you judge yourself it dims your light so stop judging it's hard it will take discipline it will take training the animal but i know you can do it every time you make somebody a villain watch yourself. (laughs) You're in shaky grounds. Every time you make yourself a villain, watch yourself. You're in shaky ground. Be kind. Be the friend to yourself that you need somebody else to be, that you want somebody else to be. When you can get your back like that, when you can show up for yourself and be abundant, your energy becomes magnetic. People cannot resist you. And that is where the goodness is. So when you decide to love people and you decide to risk rejection, you can just always tap back into and remember that you never have to disconnect from the presence of God and his perfect love. Recognize that every time that you reject another or you reject yourself, you have disconnected from truth. And remember that the potency of love is very powerful. Don't give yours away. Don't give your love that power love, that love, that's so cheesy, but don't give away that power. Don't give away your power to the illusory hits of pleasure that come when you judge people. It's short, 
It's quick and it's instant. And that's how you know it's not long lasting and the good stuff. It's like a pleasure dopamine hit. Oh, it feels good to judge people for a second. And it feels really good to connect with others in judgment, but it doesn't serve you. And you will never, ever stop suffering if you don't let it go. So release all desire to judge, to criticize, and to gossip. I know that you do it because you feel like it gives you some control and some pleasure but it isn't real. It's an illusion. The truth, what is real, is that long-term and long-lasting joy and freedom is built on the back of unconditional love. So set yourself free. Set yourself free. You don't have to be under the bondage of fear anymore. You have that power. So go and do it. Okay, you guys. I was on it. I was feeling it. That whole podcast, I was just feeling it because I'm seeing it so much. I'm just feeling it, you guys. I hope that you enjoy this. And if you have questions of how to let go of judgment, if you need help letting go of judgment, message me, DM me, email me, come ask me questions on the coaching in the app. Hire me to be your one-on-one coach. I can help you with this because I've done this work so much and I'm still doing this work every day. You guys are the best. Thanks for hanging out. See you next time.